from the new recording lair located deep beneath the Wine and Spirit Store in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Masonic Light Podcast. Studio 665 presents Masonic Light Podcast. This show is recorded by Masons, for Masons, and is for entertainment purposes only. And please, no wagering. This podcast is not endorsed by any Grand Lodge, and the ridiculous ramblings of the hosts are their own. And now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. It is Tim with Masonic Light Podcast, and this is episode number 155. 155. You know, it, it, the episode doesn't really start until Jack ties that Windsor knot with his... Uh, what? With his... Uh, <laughs> with my tongue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what? What? Wow. What, you, what were you saying? So welcome. Uh, <laughs> we so have a full house. So you can hang yourself later. <laughs> we have a full uh, thanks house. Thanks for going there, Larry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Goodness gracious. Right out of the gate. <laughs> Man. Wow. <laughs> so it's good to have everybody back. We have a full house tonight. We have Larry and Jack. Jake is back with us as guest host. Good to be back. And of course, our own great producer, Josh. And tonight's guest is Kyle Slaymaker. So, Kyle, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. We, I'm finally on. You I'm finally impressed. made it, yeah. So we usually begin by uh, going around the horn and talking about what we have been doing Masonically over the last couple of weeks. And so let's spin the wheel and Larry... I actually did things. That's why I came here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tall Cedars dinner last night in Willow Street. Uh, Goose and Gridiron last week. Goose and Gridiron this coming week. A lot of work <clears throat> for Tall Cedars. I mean, it's been, it's constant with uh, getting changes made at the bank, uh, different committee meetings. So I've been doing a lot. Yeah, actually being kind of busy. How are the meetings been with Tall Cedars? Actually, getting better. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Jack. Uh, I'm just looking at my cheat sheet that I learned yes. to make from paying attention <laughs> to uh, what's his name over there. But um, since our last recording session, I, um, of course, always do the Monday night mentoring with the new candidates. Um, and there, but there is one guy, one of the new guys, who got his third degree. His name is Michael Kovac, and Mike, if you are listening to the show, and I know you do, um, every lodge wishes they had somebody as enthusiastic about coming into Freemasonry as Mike. He was literally bouncing out of the chair. Um, he's, he uh, learned his second-degree proficiency in 10 days and just really is on fire for the lodge. So he got his third degree. And congratulations, Mike. That's um, that was the high point of my uh, Masonic couple of weeks. So, brother all, Jake, all I did was blow off Grotto for work. So that's that's, <laughs> oh, that's I all I've got grotto, going. Yeah, it was actually a very good Grotto meeting. I forgot to mention it, but it was a it was a good Grotto meeting. Uh, the, we had the speaker that stiffed Jay Laser last year from the uh, Barnstormers. Which one? The Barnstormers. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> so the Barnstormers guy came. His name is Mike. He's the president of operations, I guess, or some high muckety-muck at, at um, Clipper Magazine Stadium. But he was great. Uh, it, was very, uh, it was very informative. It was very 
comfortable and, and uh, uh, informal and um, he had some tickets for everybody and stuff like that and he's a super promoter for the for the team so if you happen to find yourself in Lancaster County this summer and you want to go to a ball game Lancaster Barnstormers are a lot of fun so my old house used to be uh, right down from the stadium, and every weekend game, it would sound like our house was being shelled by the fireworks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. That's great. All right. So, uh, Kyle, how about you? Yeah, uh, the most important thing I did Masonically, I actually returned to Lodge after a very long hiatus last month, and I was actually one of the speakers speaking on what it means to be a Mason in and out of the Lodge. So that was a big, big deal for me. I had a lot of fun. Great. And what lodge was that? That would be 43 in Lancaster. Lodge Shout out. 43, absolutely. Oh. All right. And Josh, how about you? Uh, the only thing Masonically I've done is mix the podcast. Great. Huzzah. Very important. And we are Very insanely important. grateful. And you did an exceptional job on the last one. Uh, <laughs> hit or miss. No, there, there were some... There were some much-needed edits that were done, and um, you did expertly a great job. done. Expertly done. Like when I when I know what an expert table. is. Yeah. Right? Well, you know when we had to change the battery in your pacemaker mid-show. I mean that was uh, that was not go. a pretty sight. Yeah, that was not a pretty sight. All we had on hand was the potato that was charging uh, the the clock for the kids' science fair. Program. Right. So that's what's powering Larry's pacemaker tonight. What about you, Tim? What have you been up to? Oh, we oh, didn't cover that yet. I'm sorry. Thank you, Tim. He says, now, that, he says that every week. We'll take a quick break now. So uh, since our last episode, quickly, I uh, attended the Lancaster Lodge of Perfection, Larry. Oh. Thought you would be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chicken pot pie. They had chicken pot pie oh. made by the Hoovers, and they were very disappointed not to see you there. I know. I know. There have so, been letters written. Yes. Um, As someone who's not natively from this county, it's don't, really, don't do it. Do it. Do it. Don't do, do it. it. I'm on. Uh, I'm on team. That is like not chicken pie. I agree. Then it went there. Oh. Yes. Yes. Pie requires crust. Thank you. Send those letters Thank to. You. Here we go. I That's love it. Jake don't pie. care. PO box it. one. I love it. All right, so Lancaster <laughs> Lodge of Perfection. If my uh, prime rib joke didn't get him going, that will. That one will. That's right. Uh, Eureka Westshore Lodge number 302 held its twice yearly past master's dinner Ooh. at the Appalachian Brewing Company and on Carlisle Pike, and it was well attended. Nice. And a good time was had by all. Uh, first Capital York Rate College met last Saturday. Uh, we installed new officers, and that was good. Uh, yesterday, actually, I participated in a review of the Abbott Scholarships for Pennsylvania. Ooh. Uh, and those were awarded through the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite. Yes, they are. Uh, each valley um, has their own process for collecting those, and then they have teams that review them. They sent them up to a state level, and I've been invited to participate in the state review. And I think we awarded... 48 scholarships so if you applied for one of those you should be checking your mailbox soon uh, those will be forthcoming uh, one of the most exciting things that i participated in was last week i got to attend teutonia lodge number 367 in west reading pennsylvania and that is actually a german lodge um right which, uh, if you have never attended there, go on their past master's recognition night. 
they do an amazing job um, in a way that I've not seen any other lodge do uh, recognition of past masters. Um, the entire, well, I would say 90% of the meeting is in German. I don't speak German. And yet, I knew everything that was going on. It's a cool feeling. That was really cool. I mean, having gone through the chairs and learned the the ritual in English, um, it's like I felt like I was at the UN, and mm-hmm. I was the translator going, you know, brethren, we're about to quit the sacred retreat right. <laughs> and go on. So anyway, I thought that was uh, really, really cool. And then afterwards, the afterglow was at the Liederkranz up on top of the hill which was really, really good. So anyway, that's about it. Uh, Before we take our first break, uh, we want to say a special thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, uh, We could not do this show without you. Uh, You all have contributed to this show, and you've kept this show going for now six full years. And in fact, Larry reminded us that the anniversary of the first episode was actually yesterday. Yeah, And so uh, as we are in our seventh year now of shows, uh, we want to thank you all for that. Uh, we also want to thank all of our sponsors, uh, George J. Grovenson, Hireman Solomon Cigars, uh, Intermezzo by Stephanie. Heck yeah. Uh, Scott Helm Electric. And who am I leaving out, Jack? I don't know. You wrote these down well, earlier. No, I didn't write the sponsors oh, down. Okay. Um, but uh, you got the cigar guy, Hiram and Solomon Cigars. Yeah, George J. Grove. Uh, no, that's not George J. Grove. No. <laughs> it was comma. <laughs> Although I've as seen well George smoke a cigar. He's yeah. the El Camino guy. Comma. Yeah, right. Comma. Okay, comma. I missed the comma. comma. That's the Oxford comma. That's it. Okay, so right. we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our guest, Kyle Slaymaker. Why choose George J. Grove & Sons for your next home improvement project? At George J. Grove & Sons, we've built our reputation on quality and trust for more than 50 years. From planning to materials to installation, George J. Grove promises a home improvement experience second to none. Whether your goal is reducing energy costs, decreasing maintenance, updating curb appeal, or simply increasing the value of your home, the George J. Grove team will recommend and provide solutions that stand the test of time. Call 717-393-0859 for an estimate or visit us at georgejgrove.com. And we're back. Um, we're back with uh, brother Kyle Slaymaker. And, and we've got Kyle on. We, we kind of like originally when we started doing this podcast, it was all about just getting to know other interesting people that were Freemasons in the area. And it's it's grown to a, a much wider area now. But but Kyle's a homie, um, <laughs> a member of 43 in Lancaster. and uh, But Kyle's got a really impressive story, um, both – a personal journey, um, not without struggles, um, but the course, the path that he's on now is just really remarkable. So, Kyle, why don't you 
Tell us a little bit about your Masonic journey. How did you get into this debacle? <laughs> get the sensors ready. Um, so when I wanted to join Freemasonry, I, I joined because I, I was positive I'd find the Templar treasure. Um, <laughs> that's that's honestly the the best descriptor I have of, of why I joined. And what I found after my I became a Master Mason is that the real treasure was in the fraternity. It was the brotherhood. It was the friendship. It was the fellowship. Um, and I discovered that after my first meeting, my first stated meeting. And I had a blast. I, I met some incredible people. I met Jack. I met Noel. I met Pete. I met tons of people that I just really basically fell in love with. I was like, wow, these guys are awesome. They're treating me like I'm family. It's amazing. Uh, and then I spent some time away dealing with some personal struggles, and I came back recently, and now I'm, uh, I've made it to the top, the Masonic Light Podcast. So here I am. <laughs> oh, wow. I you hope you brought step. oxygen, because these are lofty peaks. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> We're regionally famous, you know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I'm impressed. He asked me to be on, and I was like, wow, I have it. arrived. Prop oh, of the cream. I don't need that 33rd. <laughs> I just... I just need a seat at the table. Oh, wow. I just need a seat at the table. All right. Wow. But it's it's good to have you with us. Um, so how like tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. What is what is your what is your current um, thing? Uh, wow. Bin, Thank you. Bin, that was so your, elegantly yeah, put, Jack. I appreciate that. It's grammar, rhetoric, nice. and logic. I'm nice plug, on. Jack. I'm working yeah. on that. <laughs> Kyle does. Something Kyle, Kyle does cool things, and I, I do. I want you to talk about it. I do. So uh, I own the Slaymaker method because I wanted to play off of my last name because I am smart like that. Uh, <laughs> it is a sales training, sales strategy company. So I help businesses and individuals sell as much as they possibly can using ethical, non-aggressive sales training tactics. Uh, I've been featured in Selling Power, Authority Magazine, Billion Success. Um, I also run the Slaymaker Success Summit every year. This is my second year. This year is in Mickey's Black Box. We've got speakers coming in from all around the country. Uh, some are just starting out in entrepreneurship. Others, I can tell you, have personal net worths into the nine figures for some of our speakers. Wait, that would be one. Two, yeah, three, a lot of money. Lots That's of money. Lot. Yeah. Lots of wow. yeah. yeah. So um, I, have, I have a question. Yeah, please. Why? That is a good question. Um, so... It started like this. I got into sales thanks to my, my girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were <laughs> – I, I was working nuclear security at a nuclear power plant, which is the worst job I ever had. <laughs> um, it, it, it sucked the life out of me. I, I hated it. So one day I, I met this gorgeous blonde, um, and I lied, by the way. That's the best way to get her. I, I, I every, she everybody asks like how I landed a wife like Elizabeth and she just goes he lied. I was like yeah that's pretty accurate, uh, but it worked. So we were driving down uh, uh, one road here down in in Lancaster that has a whole bunch of car dealerships, and we passed a sign that said now hiring and she just whipped her car right into the, the dealership lot. And she's like that's it I've had enough. I was like man this is a crappy way to get dumped like right on the side of the road. Like, <laughs> I was, I was like, I get it. I don't blame her. I don't. And she's like, I, you got to go in and apply. I said, apply. She's like, I can't handle you working here anymore, working at the, at the plant anymore. I said, I don't know anything about sales. I know less about cars than I do sales. I said, this is terrible. 
She goes, please just go. And I said, I'm in jeans and a T-shirt. She goes, just get out of the car. I was like, all right, cool. So I walk in. I interviewed. They hired me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. To which case, I was like, this, something's wrong with this guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Like this very poor decision maker, right? And he said, when can you start? And that's exactly what I told him. I said, I said this is your bad decision, not mine. I'll, I'll start whenever you want me to. So he said, all right, come back tomorrow. I'll get you a uniform. You know, we'll start putting you through the training to get your license and everything. I said, all right, cool. So uh, I gave my two weeks minus 13-day notice. <laughs> and I, I, I happily sent that bridge up in smoke. I More was of a two-minute warning at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, you were supposed to come in tonight. Did you want No, I was key? not. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, I was very apprehensive. Like, I don't know anything about sales. I just know I'm just going to do what I can here. Uh, and then I got my first commission check. And I said... I'm a salesperson. <laughs> I said, I will be a salesperson for the rest of my life. I love it. That's great. Um, but fast forward, I ended up selling telecom for one of the biggest telecom companies in the world, um, medical equipment, water softeners. I- I've sold a lot of stuff. Uh, and one night, that woman that was in the car with me that kicked me out of the car became my wife. And we were laying down in bed, and she said, this is right before COVID, right before COVID. She said, how much do you think you've sold over the years? And I was like, I a lot, maybe, I don't know. And she said, no, seriously, like put, put a number on it. And I just kind of estimated it roughly $15 million in accrued revenue with the contracts, everything like that. And she's like, wow, you, know, you should start teaching people to sell. Like you love it so much and you're so good at it. And I said, yeah, cool. And I'm laying down at night, and I'm thinking, yeah, that would be cool to start a business. And then I realized, man, I sold all that money for other people. Right. And I was like, wow, this is – I really need to be doing my own thing. So the next day, I created a Facebook page, came up with the Slaymaker Method, the name, and I, re- I was off to the races. And then a week later, COVID hit. So I was like, all right, well, that's how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. But COVID ended up being a blessing in disguise. So I like it. I was happy. That's, that's the journey. So I actually got that question off of his Facebook off page. Off of your LinkedIn yeah. page. Yep. When I was reading it, and you said the most important question to ask is why. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I did. There we go. And, I like that. And, I see it. Good. And, as you, good. and as you were going through there, I mean, you learned so much. It's not that so he was stalking much. you. It was <laughs> You it was learned not. so yeah. much yeah. by listening. You do. Yep. You do. That's, that's the gist of it. Yep. Say, ask why and then shut up. Just let the customer speak. Yeah, I, I used to have a, a sales coach, and his thing was five whys. Uh, I've, I've read that in other books, but, it, it, you, but you don't really get to the true why until you drill down. Well, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Settle down, Larry. He said five whys, not five guys. We're not eating again. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Larry. So... What is Larry's you've, you've microphone? Books, you've you've come up with a slaymaker method. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about that slaymaker method. What what is it? So it's it's very solutions based um, selling. It's a mix, a hybrid mix of solutions based selling and relational selling. Because uh, solution selling came, was drafted up by Xerox back in the seventies, if I remember correctly. Jack, you probably remember that. Not uh, that I'm trying to date you, but. Your sales I, I, I want to say yes, but yeah, we'll right, just move along. Right, <laughs> right around there. Um, and solutions-based selling is all about selling the solution, not 
oh my god, if you don't buy this, you're, how are you going to solve your this problems? Is the latest, greatest like product. You yeah, have to exactly. Have this, yeah. Um, and then I, re- I always took a big, um, I had a big affinity for the relationships of sales. Right. Every person I sold to was not just a commission. They were an actual client, a friend, people that I cared about because at the end of the day, they trusted me to buy from me. And that's stuff that I still to this day take very seriously. I have customers that bought cars from me all the way back in those days that I still talk to today. And that's because I take care of my clients. And that's how I teach people to sell. I don't do the aggressive stuff. I don't do the reverse psychology. Oh, you know, what's your wife going to think if you don't buy this? What's your husband going to think if you don't have this? No, it's just having a conversation, finding out what somebody needs and helping them discover the need behind the need. That's it. Mic drop. Yeah. So you do a lot of travel. You, well, you, at least you do a lot of uh, program speak, speaking engagements and things like that. Is yes, that, sir. So uh, how, does, how does that work for you? You're, are you traveling a lot? Um, not, not really. I, I, I've done Cincinnati. I've done some local stuff. I do try to stay close to home. Uh, I do have a speaking engagement in the Dominican in August. Uh, yeah, I'm not upset about that one. No, I can, not at all. I can <laughs> assure August. all of you that. In somebody August. to carry your luggage for in you. In August. <laughs> yeah. matter. There's a wide band of hot as hell. It's in, a big blue Dominican. ocean yeah. right out the it window. <laughs> I'll be fine in my air-conditioned resort suite, you know. Um, and then I do, of course, stuff locally. But, you know, that's kind of the, one of the reasons that COVID was so good is it, it set business ahead by five years, maybe even ten years. Where Where we are at now would have taken us Lord knows how many years with virtual stuff, with um, remote work and stuff like that. It's just been great. So every I've done virtual engagements all over the country. So talk more about that. Because um, that's a... We, we took advantage of virtuality uh, during COVID as well. We, we did too. We, we but tried Lodges to stay. did too. But talk, yeah. about, talk about that. How I mean, because you... I'm not sure you'd get a lot of people on the surface to necessarily agree with that, but I think you're right. Yeah, so let me let me start with the caveat that you can never replace in-person experiences. Oh shit. Larry's <laughs> trying Larry to is like trying to electrocuting up. himself here. Larry, Larry, Larry should be remote. We need we need I hear an explosion. We need Scott Helm electric is what we need. There, there you I'm go. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle. Uh, no, you're fine, brother. Um <laughs> well, that's arguable, but He gets yeah. to chewing on the cables and, you know, yeah. So the thing about, you know, you, you never can replace in person, one on one, face to face, whether it's in business or in life, you just can't replace it. But the access to people, thanks to COVID, thanks to Zoom, thanks to Skype, which I wish I would have had Zoom stock, you know, five <laughs> yeah, years you ago. Who knew? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, that was so good for business. You, I, I know people that were in San Francisco working remotely two three jobs making bank 20 year olds making over a million dollars a year just because they had the time they could work remote for how many different jobs i had access to so many people thanks to virtual calls and stuff like that and that really really helped my career growth so how do you how do you put a program like that together i mean that because you basically you you sold the program and then created it is that is that true i mean that's what i think i heard right i mean that's Technically, yeah. I, I gained. I, I have no problem admitting it. I mean, I I said the right thing at the right place at the right time. I got very lucky. Okay. 
Um, and then, you know, I, I, I knew how I sold, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to teach other people to do it in an actual format. Okay. So I just continued to market myself as I built this. And people started, I mean, my, my first name or my last name, Slaymaker, gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So when people would talk to me, I'd almost just kind of like, all right, this is what I do. And then I'd go back and be like, eh, I don't like how that came off. Mm-hmm. And then I'd revise it and go from there. That's the difference between a sales guy and a professional salesman, right? Because people think that salespeople, I don't know, at, at a certain level, it doesn't get the respect it should because... If you do it right, it is a profession, right? Like any other profession, and you have to hone your skills, and you have to go back. Oh, you have to. You have to be a lifelong why, learner. Where did I lose that call? I, you know, why did that guy buy from that guy and not me? You, you have to do that, Larry. I am gonna. <laughs> it's like watching Mister Bean here in the background. It's impressive here, Jeebus. I mean, Larry. <laughs> It's like Miss Jack's trying to give a serious. I'm like, I'm, I'm having a blast Larry's watching over this. Here and trying to be on a I've had paper lock three times tonight, and I was finally on a roll. Tonight's and Larry's ep- over here crinkling cellophane. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Ricola. Oh, <laughs> my God! Tim gave me a Ricola, and it was really good. They don't make that noise. And then the then the gel center popped out, and just just oh my God! <laughs> Doors open. So much for that sponsorship. Okay, cornbread. Okay. I tell you what, let's take a quick break, and we're going to give Larry his meds, and uh, we're going to try to get this shit oh, back on track. Oh, my God. We'll be right Larry. back. That was the worst. Oh, Larry, did watching you do that. As far back as the mid-1800s, records exist describing the pre-meaning tradition of brethren smoking cigars during and after gatherings. To this day, the practice of smoking cigars remains very much alive in many lodges. This custom is considered a time for brethren to relax, exchange ideas, and enjoy the simplicity and fellowship that is the very essence of our brotherhood. This is what Hireman Solomon Cigars is all about. Our starting principles are to bring Masonic brethren together in the harmony of a good cigar. Pull up a chair, sit back, Light up any of our premium cigars and enjoy the history. Hireman Solomon Cigars can be found at fine cigar retailers. For a complete list, visit HiremanSolomonCigars.com or check them out on social media to find out when they'll be at a live event near you. Hireman Solomon Cigars is pleased to be the official cigar of the Masonic Light Podcast. And we're back with uh, Kyle Slaymaker. Um, Larry has been sedated and is uh, <laughs> we had to harpoon resting yeah, we comfortably. Did. We did. He's, he's resting comfortably. He's uh, smiling. Um, <laughs> nod your head, Larry. Nod your head, Larry. That was a mean trick. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to help. Yeah, you no did. good deed. That's right. Tim told him it was a butterscotch. That's right. It was a rickolas <laughs> sabotage. Like my pacemaker give me an electric shock. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Kyle, um, we were talking about the work that you've done, and among the things is you're also an author. Yes. So talk a little bit about the books you've written. Yes. So I've written four – well, I've written three by myself. One was a collaborative book with other entrepreneurs and business owners in Central PA. Uh, I've written the book Surgical Prospecting. I've written the book So You Think You Can Sell. And I've written the book Creating Dynamic Demand. The collaborative book is titled Teaching the Future, Lessons for – or from lessons from today's entrepreneurs in central Pennsylvania to teaching for lessons 
You get the picture. Um, did you yeah, write this book? I'm, I'm just. I, I I didn't. I, didn't I had help with the title. Okay, good. I okay. did. I, I was. Uh, I, I threw it together. I helped everybody publish there was it. Commas and, and stuff. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Once the punctuation gets too great, I, I black out. <laughs> um, so, I, I wrote "So You Think You Can Sell" as my first book, and I wrote it strictly for branding. I just wanted to say I wrote a book for my business. I wrote it about business that way I could have that a little bit more credibility in my space. And I released it, and a few hours after it released on Amazon, uh, my old sales coach called me, and he goes, are you, are you on Amazon right now? And I said, what kind of a weirdo asked that question to anybody? Are you on Amazon right now? I was like, no, I'm not on Amazon. I don't want to buy anything. And he's like, no, dummy, check your book. And I looked at my book, and it was number one new release. And wow. it was in like three or four different categories, and it was selling in like india and asia and canada and i was like whoa this is awesome i'm gonna use this to my advantage so as soon as that, that hit i started calling myself a number one best-selling author because i was the next one was creating dynamic demand all about the demand creation phase of how i teach people to sell that went on to do the same thing teaching the future went on to be a number one bestseller surgical prospecting failed miserably so I'm three for four. I still like those those odds. Hey, if you were a baseball player, you'd be in the Hall of Fame. Well, there we go. Someday I'll get, they should make a sales Hall of Fame. That go. would be incredible. Larry, I'm sure are you I'd on Amazon? There. Yes, I am, and I am actually a Kindle Unlimited person. So please purchase one of your books, Teaching the Future, is on Kindle Unlimited. And I can get it for free. Larry, yeah. they all free are. meaning if you, if twelve dollars a month. But yeah, he, he wants they, to they make some are. money though, Larry. Uh, oh, I will. I will. If if he downloads them for free and actually reads them, I'll get like um, uh, half a cent. So I just right. downloaded the, the one of them. Uh, right now. Here we go. Got it. Beautiful. Thank we'll you, we'll thank you for the, the business, Larry. And here's the nice thing. They're probably nice, easy reads, correct? Mm-hmm. Not too many big words for no, you, Larry. No. no. I wrote it with you in mind, no, Larry. When, when someone, Thin, wide margins, lots of pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the thing that throws me is lots of pages. Oh, that's yeah, no three, good. Four, no, you four, you can read pages. every one of my books in under an hour. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I want people out there selling, not reading. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. I was hired to lead, not to read. There we go. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. I know. How do you transition? I don't know. It's just, it's just Jake is, Jake's purpose in being here is to throw me off my skates. <laughs> Honest to God. So um, on a more personal note, we let off the podcast by saying that uh, you've, you've, you've dealt with some personal struggles as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about those. Um. Well, you know, one of the reasons, there were a couple of reasons that I stepped away from, from Freemasonry um, for a little bit, actually a long bit. Uh, I, I developed a really severe drinking problem. I was dealing with some PTSD, um, and it was a problem for me for many years. I didn't know I had a problem during those years, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, my time in Masonry came to an abrupt halt. Uh, one night, it was a degree night, and I completely passed out in the chair. I was I was hammered, and they took me downstairs to the second floor of the lodge, made sure I was good to get home, all that other good stuff, and chewed my ass apart the next day. Thank mm. God, that was that was Brother Noel Wenrick who who made that call to remind you in the most tender manner of your faith. Exactly, mm -hmm. um, but you know, Noel and the lodge all stuck with me. They they stuck by me through everything. They helped get me the help that I needed, the support that I needed, and. 
It took a few years after that, but I'm, I'm now 75, 76 days completely sober, which hasn't happened in a very long time. Uh, and that's actually what brought me back to the lodge because I stopped attending due to that the embarrassment. And I, I, I didn't like where the lodge was headed. There was a lot of political divisiveness. People were talking about stuff no matter. Everybody would get away. Well, we're down at dinner. We can talk about it. I'm like, ugh. And it just split everybody. Mm. And that drove me nuts. And I got a call recently from the current Worshipful Master, Doug Scheid, who I'm sure hopefully better be listening to this. Uh, Doug was the first person I mentored when I came into Masonry. And now he's the Worshipful Master. That's cool. And he called me and he said, Kyle, that's not how I'm running the lodge. I'm doing things right. We're going to get people coming back. And so far he's been fantastic for Lodge 43. And he said, can you come speak on what, you know, everything that you've been through and your Masonic journey? And I said, yes. So I came back. It was great to see all the, some of the old faces. Some of those aren't there anymore, especially Noel. And I started my speech off with, um, when my son was born, Noel was there. When I was married, when I got married, Noel was there. When I passed out drunk over there on a degree night, Noel was there to make sure I got home safe and got me the help that I needed. And the next day he was there to tell me what I was doing wrong. And I sent this whole speech about how being a Mason is more than just coming to meetings. It's more than just referring business and handshakes and stuff like that. And the speech went over really well, and that's how I got back into Freemasonry just a month or two ago. That's a, that's a great story, and uh, it, it's great to hear a good example of, and a real life example of, as Jack said, you know, brothers coming around you and mm-hmm. and recognizing that you need some help. Yeah. Oh, I and, phew, did I ever? And so, and and we can all benefit from that in one way, shape, or another at times. Well, again, but, and I, I at some point in every episode, I say. You know, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Right. That's that's what Freemasonry is supposed to be about. And it, it's really good to hear examples of it. When I think I think that where I see Freemasonry headed, and, and I came in at a very high point in Freemasonry, very high point. I would have been 2010, when a lot of people, there's Larry, he's trying his best, bless his oh heart. Oh, my God, we've got to He gets so bored. Jacket. He's like a puppy. <laughs> he just, <laughs> look, look at him. He he's, plays with toys and here. he's... Oh, um, shiny things. But I, I came in when my lodge was getting to be very young. Lodge 43 is a young lodge. It's, it's still a very young lodge. Um, but I, I've, I've been on the high times. I've been on the low times. And I think now we're on an upswing back to where there's more of an interest in Freemasonry. I wear my ring everywhere. I have a square and compass hoodie. And every time I'm, I'm, almost every time I'm out, I'm getting asked by some young kid, wow, that's a cool shirt. How do I join? Go to www. Yeah. Um You know, and there's – I just really hope that the upswing continues. I hope we keep getting in new members, and I hope we can get rid of the divisiveness that's in Freemasonry still today. I think – sadly, I think that divisiveness will be always there in some way. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the focus of it. No. And I think I think what we're seeing now is Freemasonry is starting to, to – to make a curve, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think there's um, there's a new presence in the lodge of of willingness to learn things, um, a desire on the part of the young people to make themselves better, 
how do we do that? You make good men better. How do you do that? Well, yeah. we better have an answer for them when it comes to that. And, you know, for the last 25 years, we really didn't have that answer. It just sort of somehow happened organically. Um, but situations like that with you, I mean, you know, you were already a Mason, but the Masons were there for you. And, mm-hmm. and that just drives that message further home. Oh, I, I don't know where I'd be if it weren't for Freemasonry. Like I said, I, I joined because I swore I was going to find the Templar treasure. Um, but what I found, it, it was just so much more valuable. I, I met people like Frank Tunis, like, I mean, again, I'll always come back to Noel. Noel and for those of you that knew the relationship that Noel and I had or knew me back a few years ago, uh, Noel and I didn't agree for anything. You want to talk about, you couldn't have two more polar opposite people. But if I needed anything, you better believe that man was the first to pick up his phone and call me and figure out what happened. I, I broke my leg. Um, I was training for a fight. It, it would have been, gosh, 2011. I'm sorry. Let's stick a pin in that one. It's training for a fight. What? Hey, yeah. No, uh, uh, MMA, mixed martial arts. This is back when I was really young. Um, and I broke my leg, and I woke up from the surgery, and guess who was standing in that room? It was Noel. And he was advocating for me, even though I could fully advocate for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I was trying to ask the nurse, and Noel's like, no, he needs water. He, <laughs> no, get him a diabetes test. He's drinking too much water. Now. I'm like, I was like, Noel, <laughs> shut up. Like, I, I'm fine, man. I was like, it's just a broken leg. Uh, but that's, that's the character of some of the best Masons that I've known. I, I mean, the, the greatest men that I know or Freemasons, and I have no problem saying that. I'll, I'll go up. To, I'll go up against any conspiracy theorist for hours on end. Masons are the best men I know. And here you are tonight. I, I know. I told you. I'm at the pinnacle for everybody except Larry. <laughs> so have you? Larry's still at the base. He's have, climbing though. Have you woven any of this into your program, into your training program? Uh, in a roundabout way, yes. Um, you know, if you look at the content that I have on social media, it's very uplifting, very motivating. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, I'm still very true and authentic to who I am. I'll, I'll let everybody know when I'm struggling. Everybody yeah, as I'm reading your posts, I, I, like, I want to reply. Just sit down, Kyle. Just, just take it. Say, hey. Relax. Just relax. For, for but, every, every five of those sit-down messages I get, I get, <laughs> I get one. And believe me, I get them. I get them. I, I, had one, I have one guy who... Had called me for three days straight, blocked his number, thinking I wouldn't know who it is, and has believed me nasty voicemails. What? He, no way. Yeah. Yeah, all because I said, uh, ignore the negative people. He was determined to be a negative person. Well, and, and he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so good for you, sir. You've reached your potential. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But yeah, a lot of my stuff is very uplifting and motivating, and, and a lot of times I am like, you know, I'll, I'll, go out, I'll go out of my way for anybody, especially if you're wearing the ring. But- it's hard to not let the tenets of Freemasonry spill over into my personal and business life. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Now, do I have stuff that I can directly relate to Freemasonry right now? Not off the top of my head, but I know mm-hmm. it's there. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. It's as much an attitude. Well, it's it's a it square is. right. It's a square deal, right? I mean, I'm, that goes back how far? Um, but you're you're looking to do that, and you were talking about ethical. Um, uh, how did you put it at the beginning of the Oh, day? ethical sales. Ethical. Yeah, putting client before the commission. Yeah. Don't, you know, I'm, I'll, I will never rake somebody over the coals just to make it's an extra It's the funnest dollar. thing when you do that for, some, for, for a customer. When you rake somebody client. over the coals. No, when you, when you <laughs> put them first and they don't expect it. 
because oh. they're so used to it. When I started my sales job in Philadelphia, I am convinced that nobody got out of bed that morning without thinking that the only reason I'm there is to rip them off. Oh, yeah. And that was just such a pervasive attitude in that particular geography at the time. It was brutal because I'm I'm not I'm you know I'm not that guy and it's it you have to get through that you have to break those barriers. You you do it and I've been doing this long enough to where the nose don't don't get to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I mean I've I've used to cold call, I used to cold door knock. I I've walked into places with with certain uh, company names on my shirt and the one guy told me to get the f out. Like I I wasn't even through the door. And I was like I was just here to get a piece of pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my store. Right. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were here to sell me. I was like, no, no, but I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right? By the end of it, I had him signed up. I had a great piece of pizza and he ended up becoming a customer. That's great. So the nose just, yeah, go for it. Go, Jake. You can do it. So not to give too much sort of away, um, our origin stories, at least where I ran into you the first time, uh, we, we both worked for a uh, for a diner. We'll, we'll, we'll leave I'm pretty it. sure they're defunct anyway. I mean, at least in this area. Oh, um, there you go. Uh, he, he remembered me as the, as the sort of maniac night chef. And, yeah. Uh, chef. And, uh, <laughs> if, I, I can't even say like a funny joke man. about the dish. If, if Brother Tim Eckert is listening, an actual trained chef, he's rolled his eyes when he heard me say that. But um, I, I think one of the things coming up from there is that the, the tools in masonry to organize your life, mm-hmm. to organize your thoughts and your actions, and that just pays so many benefits. Oh, it does. It, it absolutely does. I mean, there's... The, the two greatest gifts that I've ever been given were Freemasonry and my wife. Um, it, it's I, I when never. You're talking knew, about this with her. Mention her first. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, they just edited it that way. They, they're really pro Masonry, honey. They just, they just put that first. I, I really did say you first. Um, but it's hard to not live your life like that. It's, it's hard to not let the, the tenets and the. And everything spill over. It's it's great. It's why I'm amazing still today. And I like the rings. There is cool bling. Just there in is. case anybody's listening, yeah. I'm uh, going to market my Masonic grills next month. Ooh, there well, you go. I wanted a mis- I wanted a grotto fire pit, but Josh bailed out on me. I was pissed. Oh, that would be I wanted, cool. I wanted it to be a, a little metal fire pit with a grate inside, right? Um, shaped like a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have a dumpster fire in your backyard. That's the end oh. of tonight's episode will give you a chance to purchase some Masonic bling. Masonic bling. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Nice. Helpful hints from Tim. There we go. A little bit of a reminder there. So Kyle, where do you where do you see yourself going from here? I mean, uh, both business, other things. What's the future look like? Uh, so bright, I need shades. No, um, oh, you should write that down. Yeah, I, I use that all the time. Here's a pen. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe you can sell it to me. Oh, sales hey. joke. <laughs> sales joke. Uh, I, I've got a lot of stuff planned for the future. Right now, the biggest thing is continuing the Slaymaker Success Summit. Um, we're at Mickey's Black Box this year in Rocklet. It's it holds 600 people. I'm hoping. I'm working my butt off to get as close to that 600, if not there. 
last year for our very first event, the first time I held a speaking event ever, we had roughly 60, 70 people in the crowd, another 20 virtual on Zoom, which is unheard of when you're throwing first events. Everybody there asked when we're doing another one, if we're doing another one. So we're roughly six months out. It's October 20th. Uh, and I'm going to keep growing from there. I really have a lot of fun doing that. But other than that, I'm just looking to teach as many people as I can to sell as possible because I'm so tired of unethical and crappy salespeople. And there's and a ton of them. If someone wanted more information about this event, where could they go to find that? Yes. So you can either find me when you, you guys can ask any of these hosts. I am all over Facebook um, or LinkedIn. Uh, but you can go to www. Okay, he's almost like a boomer, like that. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, I used to. I used to be even worse. Facebook. Oh, I used to be so Sorry. bad. No, you're fine. Uh, you can go to www.theslaymakermethod.com. That is my website. If you want to go straight to the summit website, you just do slash summit, and please buy a ticket. Tickets are very good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's take another break, and we'll come back and finish up our interview with. Kyle Slaymaker. Hello, brother. Dutchy Duck is here to bring you an update from my lodge, the Broken Plaw number 377. We have recently been hearing of this trend of a lot of lodges trying to do different stuff throughout the year to encourage their members to come out to lodge. A popular one these days is having a chili cook-off where members make their own chili and then they are judged to see who's the best. Now, we Pennsylvania Dutchmen know nothing about chili, other than that's the word we use when the first nip of fall hits in October and puts an early frost on the pumpkins. As my grandfather would often say, I yama, nah, it's a chilly morning. He also had another phrase he would say that dealt with frost on the pumpkin, but I'll have to leave that for another time. In all honesty, us Pennsylvania Dutch have no connections at all with that tomato-based bean stew famous from the southwestern part of America. If we want warm soup to bring us comfort on a cool day, we reach for our beloved chicken pot pie. In any event, the members of the Brogan Plow were thinking about this idea and what we could do since we weren't chilly people. We like the idea of a cook-off of some kind, but just what should we do? As many of you know, we Pennsylvania Dutch are very protective and proud of our culinary treasures. Scrapple, pig stomach, schnitzelknep, pork and sauerkraut, shoe fly pies, duna, better, the list goes on and on. Brother Yossi Rotriva suggested that we have a red beet egg challenge. All of our eyes opened wide and our mouths started to salivate just like Pavlov's dogs. That's it, we all shouted. Now, for you non-Pennsylvania Dutch out there listening to this, you might be asking yourself, just what the heck is a red beet egg? I know what a red beet is, and I know what an egg is, but the two together? Huh? Well, please allow me to enlighten our uninformed brethren. If there was a number one appetizer or late-night snack for a Pennsylvania Dutchman, it would probably be the beloved red beet egg. Simply put, you soak a hard-boiled egg in with pickled red beets. The pink color from the beets colors the eggs and they turn out like a shelled Easter egg. That sweet and vinegary juice is just magical. There really isn't anything like it. And everybody's pickling mixture is slightly different and they're all fiercely proud that theirs is the best. So a challenge was in order. We held our competition on the second Saturday in April since many of us still had leftover hard-boiled eggs from Easter. 
When I arrived at the lodge, there were over 14 contestants, each standing behind their glass gallon chars of that beautiful pink and purple elixir. You could see random eggs and beets up against the glass, just waiting to be enjoyed. We all got scorecards and rated each batch as we walked around the room. Now you might say to yourself, each guy ate 14 different eggs? There's no way. Now I understand your disbelief, but trust me, chowing down on 14 red beet eggs in one sitting isn't as difficult as it sounds. Why, it's just two dozen. That's nicks. Eggs were rated an overall taste, vinegar to sugar ratio, and the beets were enjoyed too. At the end of the competition, brother Ephraim Hinkle's eggs were voted the best and he received a giant ripping. What happened next was completely natural. For those of you who have never enjoyed this culinary delight, a bit of fair warning. Red beet eggs often have the ability to create a gassy post experience. Now imagine you are in a small social hall with a bunch of masons who had just enjoyed two dozen of those bad boys. Wind started to be broken at an alarming rate. In fact, it got so bad that we all had to clear out of the room for some fresh air. All in all, it was a great day and the decision was made to make this an annual event. Till next time, work hard, stay plumb, and out in the lights when you leave the room. To learn more about the Pennsylvania Dutch language, culture, and history, please visit my website, padutch101.com, or my YouTube channel. Just search for Doug Maidenford or padutch101. You know what time it is? It's time for me to see the friends at home in the magic mirror. Romper bomper, stomper boo, tell me, tell me, tell me do. Magic mirror, tell me today, did all my friends have fun at play? All my friends had fun today. I see David's having a special day today. And, and I see in my mirror Nathan Tweedy, soon to be past master, and Tommy LeBaugh, and Ben Sheets of Westchester, and Eric Downs. He has the softest hands in Freemasonry. <laughs> Jack Saunders, Marion Humphreys, again. Thanks, Marion. Chris Sova, Johnny Ryan, Bob Montgomery. Douglas J. Maddenford, Dutchy Doug from Broken Plow Lodge number 377. I've heard that name somewhere yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, we just had it. Nick George, uh, Mike Iacovelli, Tyler Moyer, Greg Moore, Sean Paget advertising his poker run, Ben Kaminsky, that little demon, Keith Noonan, Timothy Curran, David Thumb, Jack Templin Jr., Greg Hess, Mike Esslinger, Ethan Thomas, Mark White. Holy moly, there's people listening to the show. Milton Williams, Milad Bokuri from Littleton, Colorado. Jim Howard from Waynesboro, PA. Yes, we even have a listener in Waynesboro, PA. Salute. All right. Well, thanks for checking in, guys. We, uh, we love you, and thanks for listening to the show. Um. I do have a bunch of other stuff, if I may. Um, has Have any of the past masters anything to offer for the good of Freemasonry in general? Um, I'm going to let um, I'm going to let probably Tim talk a little bit about the memorial service, okay. Pete's memorial that's coming up on May seventh. Okay. Um, and you're going to tie in the scarves. Uh, one of the things that happened just to bring everybody up to speed is um, Pete had was MasonicScarves.com. He had a whole bunch of scarves made. Um, and uh, at a certain point, just kind of left him go. And um, his lovely wife, Steph, 
has found hundreds and hundreds of scarves and bandanas and and neck gaiters and I almost said goiters. It's a gaiter, um, but she, there's all, all of this Masonic bling and and we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can check in and get some of that stuff. Um, I did want to um, mention the Lodge in the Woods that is a function of our lodge in uh, Effort of 665. Uh, coming up Wednesday, September the 20th, uh, if you go on eventbrite.com and type in Lodge in the Woods 2023, you can't miss it. Uh, it's a steak dinner with the Grand Master, uh, beautiful night out under the stars, um, and uh, we invite you to join that. Uh, checking in for um, the 7th Masonic District, they asked us to advertise their casino night coming up Saturday, June 3rd. Uh, tickets are available uh, for uh, adults only at the West Reading Masonic Center. If you're interested, contact Steve Shimp, and he publishes his phone number as 484-797-4482, and you can get tickets for uh, anybody that you please. Um, something that, that Steve told me he's getting ready to try to do up in the 7th Masonic District, but not for the Masonic District, um, but remember the Fellowcraft degree when you're told about the seven liberal arts and three of them are grammar, rhetoric, and logic, right? Mm -hmm. well, how do we teach that to anybody in our lodge? We don't. It's a lost art, except by a very public group called Toastmasters. Ah. And Steve is contriving right now to open a Toastmasters chapter at the Scottish Rite Cathedral in Reading. Available for Master Masons only um, to give to give Master Masons an opportunity to, to train up in the concept of public speaking. And Kyle, you do enough of that to know it's not an easy thing. Not everybody. It's not. So this is highly, highly recommended. Yeah, this is a this is a really idea. great idea. I love this idea. We should we should you know the whole fraternity should get behind this idea. Um, but uh, more of that will follow. So. Um, keep an eye out for that as we go forward in time. Um, are we doing round the horn? Or uh, no, let's, let's, let's clean up the all other right. stuff first. So that's uh, Worshipful Master. That's all I have. Thank all you right. for Thank you me. very much. Uh, Jack alluded to a couple of things. First of all, uh, we've been promoting attendance at and recognition of Sunday, uh, May the 7th, uh, at the Valley of Reading at 4 p.m., uh, will be Pete's memorial service. And uh, we would encourage you, if you are in the area or can get to the area, to come by. Uh, uh, Pete's wife, Stephanie, will be there about 2 o'clock to receive guests if you'd like to come and pay respects to her before um, the shenanigans begin. Um, I'm sure there will be a good mix of uh, both solemnness and some fun along the way. Uh, and as we remember, Pete, as only he would have it. So uh, please join us for that. Um, oh, my God. i got to stop you. Okay. I I just wanted to know if it worked, and I typed the Valley of Reading uh -huh. in Google Maps. Yep. It gets you there. It does. So you have no excuse. Be there or be square. If you're putting it into a GPS, however, make sure you put in West Reading, uh, I believe, because otherwise you're going to end up in a neighborhood it's less shooty yes um so there's that and then he also mentioned that one of pete's many um ventures was masonic scarves and uh, 
there are quite a few of those remaining. We got an update from Stephanie before we recorded tonight. Literally dozens. Um, if you will go to our Facebook page, we'll make sure we relink uh, that to it. But um, all of the proceeds from the sale of these scarves are going to uh, help the cancer research uh, promotion yes. that, that Pete's uh, memorials have been promoting. So, hey, Tim. Yes. Are you a turtle? You bet your sweet ass I am. Well, you'll be happy to know that there's 40-some turtle scarves. Yes, there are. There go. So it's not just Masonic uh, in nature, but go there, take a look. There's a link that uh, Stephanie set up a uh, Google page um, where you can order those. She takes Venmo. She takes PayPal. Uh, pretty much green stamps about anything so uh please check those out um jack and i are going to kind of take charge of uh the amd scarves if you're in the allied masonic degrees there's a whole bunch of those uh larry is going to be shoving down the throats of the tall cedars uh those scarves um go ahead larry i i, um, I want to say <clears throat> We didn't have the iced tea tonight. No, we didn't. I tried to give you a cough drop. Yeah, I know. That worked. (laughs) Uh, I want to say that one of the things about scarves, Pete designed these scarves. Mm -hmm. He he went to a manufacturer, I believe, in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and they were knitted. They were were knitted on knit looms, and and they're they're kind of one of a kind. You're not going to get anything like this again. I, I won't say you won't, but... Once they're gone, they're gone. That's it. That's right. Um, Jack mentioned a number of activities going on, and one that popped up literally just as we were beginning tonight's episode, another one from the Valley of Reading, uh, is their steak and cigar picnic on June the 4th, starting at 2 p.m. So please put that on your calendar. And smoke it. Good time will be had by all. So uh, why don't we find out what's coming up in the next couple of weeks you mean go around the horn we're gonna go around the horn hot diggity dog kyle why don't you start us i I have weekly episodes of my podcast slaying the sale it's available wherever you get your podcast you didn't talk about there's a plug thank you i was saving the best for last thank you Uh, what was the name of that podcast again slaying the sale pretty much anything i'm involved with you can guarantee i'm using my last name with awesome so uh that's that's going to be probably the biggest thing in the next couple of weeks that I can think of because the event's not till October. So great, and we're going to make sure we put a link on our uh, yes, please show do. notes for this for your uh, website as well. Thank you, Jake. You have been an excellent guest host the last couple of episodes, Huzzah. and now my time has and ended. Now the time is near. Um, what have you got coming up? Not this. Not this. <laughs> I'm, uh, of course, Pete's Memorial, um, but uh, focusing on work a little bit, trying to clear up some time for the summer. There's a lot of stuff I want to get into. I know Lodge in the Woods is coming up. I'm excited to get into some of that and start attending more of the stuff with Ephrata and uh, maybe get Kyle to come down here for uh, some of these meetings if we're, uh, you know, both in the neighborhood. That's cool. Very good. Josh? Uh, mixing the episode, of course, and... Uh I think that's probably going to be it, other than the uh, memorial. Okay. Well, good. Larry. Uh, Well, I'll be at the memorial uh, lodge meeting, which I will be attending next Tuesday. Uh, Hall Association meeting, because we're going to talk about spiffing up our lodge. 
making it look. What are you doing tomorrow morning? Oh, goose and gridiron. And what are you doing next Thursday morning? Oh, goose and gridiron. And what time is that? Nine o'clock. And where is that? Square Mile Public House in Mount. Oh, he's getting it better. And what time is that? Nine o'clock. There you go. What else? Anything else? When's the next Tall Suitors thing? Executive board meeting uh, Wednesday the 3rd, I believe it is. All right. That's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Jack. Well, today is this. I have an invest. uh, Well, a committee of committee of inquiry. I have a committee of inquiry tomorrow. Saturday is operatives. Uh, Sunday is Junto Council AMD. And I have a speaking engagement at Lodge 43 on the 10th. So I will be in your house. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to talk about, but I'll make it up as I go along like I usually do. And I understand and, you're making plans for a big presentation in the future? Yeah, I'm supposed to. Well, actually, I just found out that um, along with my uh, – well, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, um, yes, Pennsylvania Lodge Research, I've, I've found out that I'm going to be nominated uh, to be the Tyler. Uh, I thought it was Persevent, but it's Tyler. It's okay. It's another year. I'll only be 400 years old if I ever get to the East. So that's a cool thing. But I'm presenting there on the, my subjects of the Saints John. Uh, and that will be in, where is that going to be? That's going to be up there in the wilderness somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Not remember. State College, but John's, up. Johnstown? No, no, it's somewhere. Check the PA Grand Lodge website. I'll get the details for the next uh, episode. So that's it. Pretty busy. Yeah, not taking on anything new until I get that out of the that's, way. That's a good idea. Yeah. So for me, Pennsylvania Council of Deliberation is this Saturday, so I'm going to miss operatives, unfortunately. Uh, Eureka West Shore Lodge number 302 has its May stated meeting next week. It's hard to believe. It's already going to be May. Um, We are conferring the Royal Arch degree at the Carlisle Masonic Center on May the 4th. Thank goodness you turned that heat off. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That heater's been running this whole episode. Josh, did you not have a conniption? Oh, gosh. And uh, Pete's Memorial on Sunday, May the 7th at 4 p.m. with visitation at 2 p.m. Oh, it sounds so, so much better. Uh, again, uh, Kyle, thanks for being with us tonight. Um, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate great it, to have you on Well, thank here. you for being had, Kyle. Yes, thank oh. you for being oh, had. Oh, I've been had. That's right. Just, just ev- getting to see Larry has been worth the... Uh, oh, gosh. It's been and worth and it. we are going to a requisition a straight jacket for our next episode. Good idea. And uh, for all of you who are totally sick of hearing me, don't worry. They'll have someone else in this chair next time. <laughs> all right, Josh, let those chickens out. And Larry, get us out of here. Get close to the mic. Special thanks to Effort Lodge 66. Do I sound like Andy Devine? You sound like Andy Jingles, Dick. Remember that? No, never mind. Everlodge 665. I do. 665. For allowing us to have our studio here for how many years now? I don't remember. To Josh Lamberton, our producer director. Jack Harley, our news director. Tim Denman, our marketing director. Also to Michelle Snyder, Doug Maddenford, and Austin Schifrin. Finally got it right. And to our listeners who always make doing this show worthwhile. 
This is Larry Maris. Thanks for listening. Hey, Larry. Gee, Larry, I've been here two shows in a row and no thank you. You know what? I'm not coming back. Larry, you forgot something tonight. No, I didn't. Michelle Snyder wanted you to announce something. She didn't send us the information yet to do that. Yes, she did. She hey, Larry, do you do you have a microphone? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Do he doesn't have, have a swing arm. Yeah, he needs a swing arm. We'll have to do it next time. I'll do it next time. Michelle, I Michelle, it's Larry's fault. All right, well, turn out the lights. The party's oh, God. Cut over. his mic off. Okay, Good cornbread. This is Tim. We're out of here. Bye, everybody. Good night. Bye, everybody. <laughs>